0: You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday Morning Message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. I'm going to dive straight in, is that okay? Yeah. And I'm going to do a bit of preaching and teaching. Does that sit well with you? Yes. Okay. So, can anyone here remember... I presume most people have a mobile phone and say hi to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube podcast, hi to all of you. Um, can anyone, uh, We were driving through the country there a while back, Denise and I, and sometimes we would hit a reception area that was that had no reception. Or you might get a thing called EE. I don't know if you've ever got that on your phone. It's like there's almost no reception. And it reminded me of how sometimes... You would, I remember years ago you just had 2G on your phone. Anyone remember the 2G days? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Loads of people do. And then it went up to 3G and then 4G. And now some really groovy babies like Michael has 5G on his phone. Michael you're so with it baby. I'm in the signal. Mm-hmm. So some of us have 5G, some of us are on 4G and so on. If you don't have a mobile phone, I'm sure you'll get the picture. It was when we were driving through the country and I started hitting blackout areas, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me that some of us spiritually are in a blackout area. We're just not hearing God at all. He's not speaking to us through the Bible. There's no still, small voice. And even the people around us aren't talking about God. And some of us are on 2G, or 3G, and you know what? God wants to bring us all up to 5G amen. and more. But anyone say Amen. 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 And, and, and that's what I'm on about today, because I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. And my question is, who's next to you in your life? Are you receiving, or are you on your own? We are at a very interesting time in Ireland's history. Probably the most traumatic experience in a hundred years has happened in Ireland. Since the War of Independence, we have been through the trauma of the longest lockdown in Europe, (coughs) the strictest lockdown in Europe, and we are now about to enter a phase where things are really going to open up. We've had a bit of opening up, but they're really going to take shape. The thing is, there's another pandemic. There's a couple of them actually. There's a pandemic of mental health for people who've been isolated because God never really meant for anyone to be alone, particularly single people, but all across the board. So some people are really struggling and I think there's going to be a huge need for support spiritually and with mental health. And other people have just Painted spiritually, there's not enough. Lot going on in some people's souls. Every Sunday, we have people coming back in who we haven't seen in a year and a half, and it's like a year and a half they were ago they were full, but today, this is what they're saying to me: they feel empty. It's been so difficult. So today's word is partly prophetic, partly a challenge, partly an encouragement. Are you up to listen to it? Yes. We're going to be looking at two main scriptures. They are short. One in the Old and one in the New Testament. And I pray by the Spirit of God that nobody here would be in a blackout zone. That everyone here would be on spiritual 5G. And that we would all hear what you want us to hear. So let your word feed us. Challenge us. Encourage us. And bring us into full and right relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I'm going to start next to the 17. This is the Old Testament, and one of the heroes back then was a guy called Moses. The most humble man on the earth at that time, the Bible tells us. Among his generation, he was the most humble. He had no ego, he had no agenda, he wasn't looking for attention. He just wanted to serve God's people. And strangely enough, that's often the type of person God raises up. And Moses is there, and they're going through the wilderness. And his assistant Joshua, a mighty man of God, the enemy attacks. Do you know what it's like when the enemy attacks you? Mm-hmm. Nobody? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Some of you have been through the wars recently. The enemy attacked, and so Moses is praying so that God will deliver his people from the enemy attacking. And as Moses is praying, he did what believers have done for thousands of years. He lifted up his hands like this. And so Moses' hands are lifted up to heaven and he's praying. But like any human being, his hands start getting tired. And we're told, as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning the battle. But if he took down his hands when they were tired, then the enemy would win. So Aaron and Hur came alongside Moses. They held up his hands, one on each side. As long as they held up his hands, they were winning. They did this until nightfall. Then Joshua and the army of Israel defeated the Amalekite enemy army hallelujah Amen. Amen. do you know what it feels like when your hands get tired do you know how michael prays on forever and ever and yeah. our hands are lifted yeah. i yeah. think i'm the worst i do the longest prayer but if someone is praying and we ask you to lift your hands and the prayer is going on and on and on and your hands are getting tired well multiply by that by I don't know, a thousand. And you can get where Moses is coming from. But the reason that the Holy Spirit inspired this portion of the Bible to be recorded thousands of years later for you and me to read it is so that we would get the symbolism of what was going on here. And the symbolism is very powerful. Moses couldn't do it on his own. After a year and a half of isolation, can I encourage you to believe God's word? You and I cannot do it on our own. We just have bread and wine. We're called to do it with others. We get what was happening and all of that. I'm not getting too much into politics here. Everyone has a different opinion. All I know is that God's word says, we were born for community. God's word commands us. Do not, do not forsake assembling together, as is the habit of some. And here we have Moses in with the people of God, and the gullies come and they hold up his hands, and as long as they held up his hands, they were winning, and they won in the end. Who's holding up your hands? The Lord. Yeah, praise God, the Lord will. But do you think God chooses people? use people here. Sometimes we need God directly, but sometimes we need people by our side. And this is how God moves. And so I would say, and I challenge myself, when my hands get tired, do I have someone on either side to hold up my hands? Or am I like John Wayne? (laughs) Some of you are going, who's John Wayne? uh, You have to live in that era, right? Am I just the lone ranger? Am I the guy who can do it all on my own? That's the rock you perch on if you think that's what you can do. Because I've never met anyone to survive spiritually with a good heart on their own. We need one another. And so Moses learned this. So who was by Moses' side? Aaron and Hur. And God raised them up. And Joshua defeated the enemy and the Israelites went on to victory. If you want victory at work. If you want victory in your relationships, if you want victory in your education, with your kids, with your parents, with your friends, you and I have to keep our hands held high by praying and praising God. Amen? Amen? And sometimes we need others to come alongside. It wasn't just Moses, it's all over the Bible. Here's another simple verse coming up, most of you will know it, and it's from the book of Ruth. And a woman called Naomi Fell away from God. She is a symbol of those whose hearts went lukewarm against God. And she and her family left Israel and went to an enemy land, the land of Moab. And there, everyone died. Because death always comes when we leave God. Relationships die. Sometimes people die. Futures die. Anointing dies. Protection dies. We drift away from God and we think we're okay. And Naomi, this woman, she was the only one to survive, out of her own mouth, she said, when she came back to Bethlehem, which means the house of bread, that's where they came from. When she she came back, she said, I left this place full, but I come back empty. But as she was journeying back, we read, Naomi saw that Ruth, who was the wife of her dead son, would not turn back. So Ruth traveled all the way by her side, on the journey to Bethlehem. So who was by Naomi's side? She didn't deserve anyone on one level, but God is kind. Amen. And I don't deserve lots of things, but God is kind. Amen. You don't deserve lots of blessings, but God is kind to you. Would you say amen? Amen. Some of you may be here and go, oh, this was really hard. I know, I get it. Some things we don't understand. But all I can say is, I have known the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, and God is kind. And so Naomi is traveling back, and Ruth refuses to go back. She had no agenda. She had no benefit in going back. She just wanted, to be by Naomi's side and you know what when someone loves God and their heart goes cold there's always an echo there's always a residue of the grace of God in their lives sometimes I meet people who haven't walked with God for decades and you can sense and see something of God still there it's very faint but it's still there and uh, Ruth would have sensed and seen this in Naomi there was something of God still Uh, shining out of Naomi and Naomi was restored and went back with God. But you know who was most blessed? It was Ruth. Mm -hmm. She only went to give but she ended up being more blessed. Mm -hmm. She met the love of her life, Boaz. And she had children and she ended up becoming an ancestor of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. If God raises you up to come along someone else's side, you're the one who's really going to be blessed. If you go to help and to give, you'll be more blessed than they will. Even though it's wonderful to have someone by your side, and you're blessed as well. So here is just two very simple examples that are all over the Bible, where God raises up people to be by your side. It's the Holy Spirit who does it. Let's move into the New Testament, and we'll see that Jesus, before he ascended into heaven... He began to talk to his disciples because they were getting uncomfortable. Jesus, you're going to leave me. I don't want you to leave me, Jesus. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to go and I'm going to be seated at the right hand of my Father. But I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to be with you. But Jesus was ascended and went to be at the right hand of the Father. And do you know what? On the 5th of September, 2021, at 10 past 12, Jesus is still at the right hand of the Father. He's there today. And you know what he's doing there? He is pleading for you and for me. Hallelujah. That's why we can pray to Jesus. He is the only mediator. There's only one mediator between God and man. And with the greatest of respect, you don't have to pray to a saint or your dead relative or anything like that. Anyone say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Because he's there. And he is interceding for us. But he said, don't be worried guys. I'm sending someone else. Here's what John 14 says. Jesus said, I will ask the Father. And he will give you another counselor. Greek word paraclete. To be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth. The unbelievers cannot accept him. As they neither see him nor know him but you know the holy spirit for he lives with you and will be in you and will not leave you as orphans and you will never be alone after the longest sense of isolation in a hundred years maybe we need to declare that maybe we need to remind ourselves of that that you and i will never be alone. That's important to me. Because even if your partner passes away, even if you find yourself totally on your own, if you really know the Holy Spirit, you're never on your Do you know what I want to do after a year and a half of isolation in our nation? And as we, and I think, I want to ask you and me to have a bit of vision about what's happening in our land and what God is going to do with his people as this whole nation is about to open up. Now, we still have a responsibility to protect ourselves and all of that, but it's our personal thing. But as our nation opens up, as churches open up more, we have to declare that as we leave this intensely isolated year and a half, that we declare, you know, as Michael said, I'm still standing, I'm still here, and I declare to the Lord, to Satan and his demons, to my brothers and sisters, and to myself, I will never be alone. If you love God, you'll never be alone. (laughs) I'm going to ask you to declare it. Are you up for that? Let's declare it with a bit of pride in the fact that God is with us. Won't you stand? Here, go on, no one's looking. Only God. Don't be so shy. So we're gonna say the words at the count of three, I will never be alone. I know you got face masks on you can raise your voice. Let's declare it. Let's make this a God moment. Let's make this a moment the next time you feel on your own or isolated, you'll remember that you stood in the house of God and you declared to all of the principalities and powers, to the Lord himself, that you will never be alone. Let's do it. I will never be alone. One Two, three. I will never, will never be alone. alone. Let's say one more time and put the emphasis on the word never. One, two, three. I, I will never be alone. Never Give your brothers and sisters a round of applause. Hallelujah. Let's take your seats. I hope on Instagram land and on Facebook land you declare that to the Lord and to the devil and to yourself as well. So, what was going on here? This word, paraclete, was used by John, and it means to come alongside, to rescue. The only time this word is used is by John, three times in the New Testament, twice in the Gospel, and he uses it again in one of his letters. Paraclete is a very interesting term. It's translated as counselor. But everyone in the ancient Israel, as soon as John said Paraclete, they all went, Whoa! That's this God? Whoa! This God is a Paraclete? Because the only one was. You see, Paraclete is two words. Para, which means next to, and Clete, from Clarin, which means to call. God forbid, if you get really sick, or if you have an accident, and you're in an ambulance. You're gonna have someone looking after you as you're going to the emergency department of the hospital. Call it a paramedic. A medical person who's next to you. You see, this is where the word comes from. Just picture yourself. You're really struggling, but there's someone next to you who's helping to keep you alive. Who's helping to make sure you're okay. And then, Clete comes from clarin to call. It's where we get the word clarity or clarion cry and so on. So paraclete was a powerful word. Remember many of the early disciples were from fishing villages. That's where Jesus based his ministry. And we know that paraclete was a maritime term. And it meant a rescue boat that would come alongside a distressed boat or ship. And so what would happen is if there was a boat that began to sink and it was in distress, they would call the paraclete. And the paraclete would come up and draw alongside the boat that was in distress. Just think that you're that boat. You're in distress. So you call for this. And the paraclete comes to your rescue. And it does three things. First of all, it saves everybody on the distress boat. Anyone who's not absolutely essential is rescued. They're saved. Hello. Hallelujah. Hello. The next thing it does is it takes the weight of the distress boat. All the cargo is transferred onto the paraclete. It takes the burden of the one in distress. The Holy Spirit takes the burden off your shoulders. Hallelujah. You're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. You shouldn't be. We are the happiest people on earth because we have learned the secret of walking through life without any burden on our shoulders. A guy um, accosted me, almost attacked me there about uh, two or three weeks after we opened up. He said, are you weird or what? Why are you so happy? You're just weird. (laughs) (laughs) the same fella was miserable. If you know that God like that, that he takes all your burdens, I hand them over to him every morning, and I don't take them back, because I leave them at his feet. Hallelujah. No wonder we're happy. No wonder we're happy. And the rescue boat takes the burden off the distress boat, and finally, it will shepherd or accompany the distress boat back to a safe harbour so that the boat is now safe and can recover and have repairs and so on that's what the holy spirit will do to you and john declared prophesied through the millennia through the generations you will know the Paraclete. Hallelujah. You will know the one who will rescue you, who will take the burden off you, who will escort you to a safe place where you can recover. Hallelujah. No wonder we're happy. not oh, very happy, really. <laughs> this is what he declared. He goes on to say, I will give you another counselor, Paraclete, to be with you. The Spirit of truth. The first time that I lost someone really close to me was when my mother died. It was January 2006 and she suffered a stroke and we all got the call and we went to the hospital and for two weeks she hung on and she was brought to a nursing home to recover and we all went up and the doctors told us she didn't have many hours to live. We all went up to be by her bedside and I can remember we brought the grandchildren up, my siblings and I, and they said goodbye to her. And then at the end it was just my brother, my sister, myself. and We were around her bedside and about half past two in the morning she passed over. But it was a peaceful death and I know it was because I was there. And two years earlier, she had invited Jesus into her life. She prayed the sinner's prayer and asked Jesus to forgive her. Hallelujah. But she passed over and she died. And I remember we wept. And I drove back from Carigaline, that was where the nursing home was, down to Carigaline, where we were living. And as I drove back, um, I had been weeping at her death. But as I was driving, it was the middle of the night, nothing was open, there was no one around, and I was in the car on my own. And he was next to me. God. He was next to me. And the cynics here will go, ah, that's your imagination. He was next to me. I know that I know he was, and I knew. Now, I hadn't sensed it before, but that was the most powerful experience of Paraclete I have ever had. And I was not alone. Now, I was going back to my wife and my kids and my friends, and, you know, don't get me wrong, but I knew more than anyone, more even than my beloved family, that the Holy Spirit was next Is to me. And you know what a terrible tragedy if you go through life and you don't know Him next to you. And you don't experience the presence of the Holy Spirit next to you. Because he wants you to. This isn't just for the favorite few. Oh, you're a pastor, you can have it. This is for all who believe. Every man. Every woman. This is for teenagers. Would anyone say amen? Amen. And this is for those who are in their senior years. Amen? Amen? Amen. This is for those who only just have started to believe, as well as those who are Christians for decades. This is for all who love him. He wants you and me to know the Paraclete. When we look at the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete, who is called the Counselor in English, we see he will help, he will advise, he will protect, he will comfort, he will heal. I want me some of that, do you? Yes. I mean, who wants to go through life without having this? And it's free. There's no charge. But this is what he does. And he goes on to say, you know the Holy Spirit and you will never be alone. Let me come to a conclusion. The description of the Holy Spirit varies. He is like an earthquake. He is like a mighty wind. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost, when they all began to speak in new tongues. It was like a mighty wind. They heard it. Now, he can also be a gentle wind. He can be a consuming fire. He can be power from on high. We read this right throughout the Bible, of the Holy Spirit, the Counselor, the Paraclete. But we also read right at the beginning, before time began, in the book of Genesis. The Spirit of God hovered over the waters of this planet. He hovered. Before anything was created, the Holy Spirit hovered over this space. Do you think he hovered over the waters that became Ireland? Yes, he did. Do you think he hovered over the place that you now call home? Yes, he did. He hovered. But it doesn't just start there and continue with all these great things we're also told right at the end of the bible the other bookends of the scripture In the book of Revelation, it tells us about what you and I are going to go into. It talks about the new Jerusalem, the new heavens and the new earth. Hallelujah. And we're told in the new, the city of God, we're told that there will be a river there. And it's the Holy Spirit. And it will be a river of living water. Hallelujah. Rivers of living water coming over you. Your future, if you know him. My future is there will be no more pain. Remember the last time you were ill? That will never happen. We're told there will be no more tears. Have you got a broken heart? You will not have a broken heart. There, The Holy Spirit will be like a healing river of living waters. So he hovered over waters at the start. And he will be that river of living waters. Hallelujah. This is the Spirit of God. Last Bible verse, time is against me. 2 Timothy 1:7, God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. When all we've heard for 18 months is fear, even if I'm a voice in the wilderness, and I'm not some oddball who can't do anything, don't get me wrong, but can I say, Maybe it's time for a bit of faith there. Instead of all the fear. Amen. Huh? Amen. I'm not saying we don't be careful in that. let's care a bit of faith. Because the God I know, the Holy Spirit I read about, He hasn't given us that fear. Amen. Power. You've got power. If you claim it, you can have that love. And you can have a sound mind. Amen. But so many minds are broken after this isolation of a year and a half, we can say, God, you have promised me a soul mind. Will you heal my mind? Take away the destructive parts, because I'm moving into a future. As an individual, we as a church community, and us as a nation, it's a whole new day. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying because God wants to do something new. I'm gonna pray in just a moment, before anyone moves though, me explain that some of us have a no need. We need to meet God, no. Might even be for us, might be for someone we love. In the Bible they call it kairos, it's the Greek word. It's something God does in time, and it's ideal for that kairos moment. Let me quote a man who was a Christian, but also God used him to change his nation in the 50s and 60s before he was assassinated, and he was a pastor like his dad, and he was a pastor, and he was known as Martin Luther King, and speaking both spiritually and politically, he described the fierce urgency of now. I wanted to care today. Some of us, have a need now and we're going to pray over you that the paraclete will come upon you in a fresh way and will deliver you or deliver the one you love from the no need that you have. We're also going to pray for those of us who are going to say, Lord, here I am. I want to be like Ruth. I want to be like Aaron and Hor, and that I'll be the one that God will raise up to come alongside someone because I'm gonna be more blessed in the end if I give rather than I just receive. So who's next to you? Can I suggest and submit to you? There's an awful lot next to you. And maybe we just need to open our eyes and see it. Can we stand? Okay, we've got a few minutes left. We're gonna sing a beautiful song. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. We're not actually going to put up the words, we're just going to leave the video, silent video, which is based on what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit, like a dove, the only bird with no gallbladder. And as the guys sing it, will you talk to Jesus where you are? If you have a no need, we're going to pray. Or if you're going to say, Lord, raise me up, here I am, will you pray? Zosha. So Let's sing it. You can sing along if you want, but maybe you just need to talk. To there is nothing worse. Concerned about what man or woman thinks. If you have a no situation in your life, for you or someone you love, we're going to pray the Holy Spirit upon you into that situation. I'm going to ask you to leave your seat and join us at the top where we can pray for you. The guys are going to continue singing as you move to the top. Holy Spirit, you are welcome there. Let's just sing the chorus. Come, Holy Spirit. hands. Can I ask the people who aren't up at the top, just point a hand towards them. Just support your brothers and your sisters. I want you to think, what is this big no need? It's urgent. It's something in your family, maybe it's your health, at work, maybe it's a spiritual thing, whatever it is. Just lift your hands up. Come Holy Spirit. You who are the Paraclete? we pray you would come alongside each brother, each sister, who is calling on you now. Come, most Holy Ghost, we pray, oh God, you would save lives, amen. Save amen? We pray, God, you would take away the burden, who say amen? And we pray you would shepherd and escort those who are in distress to a safe harbor where they can recover Who will say amen? Amen. O Heavenly Father, we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus, that your Holy Spirit would begin to descend now. For the people who aren't here that we're praying for, may the Holy Spirit fall into that place. Come now, Lord Jesus, and let's see a change and a revolution in our situations O oh God, let this be the morning, let the morning come for our brothers and our sisters. As a Murada, the Simon Mondition, and a Caramola, Usukuturana, Mati Hendishnofra, Usikaburatisa, Niramakurna, Kerestara, Vanzanabol, in the Saka, The Lord would speak to the one who is weeping inside, your God would speak to you because you have looked at a poisoner in your midst, because someone has been poisoning the waters and forcing people you love to drink of the lies and the falsehoods and the manipulation, and your God would say, The manipulation ends right now. Your God would say, the one who has been poisoning your situation, I have said enough. And the living God would say, I am sending my spirit onto that situation and I will close that door. And no man and no demon can ever open that door again. Because I am delivering you and there will be no more poison, no more lies, no more slander in your life. Because your God has had enough of evil and I will now open a door of blessing and of truth and of healing and recovery into your situation. So receive it now, the Lord would say, in Jesus' name, oh God. We pray for that man or woman. That they would know and see the reality of that prayer even now. That when they go home after church today, they would begin to see a change happen in that situation. Amen. Amen. For those of us who want to say, Lord, would you use me? I am willing to come alongside someone who's hurting. I may not feel adequate, but I am willing. And I'll be like Aaron. I'll be like her, I'll be like Ruth, and come alongside. If you can honestly say that, maybe you're not in a place to say it, that's okay. But if you can say it, whether you're down there, or up here, gonna ask you to lift up your right hand. Just lift it up, and this is your body doing a non-verbal prayer as we verbally prayer. Look throughout this hall. Look up in the atrium, throughout this building because every right hand that is lifted high is calling unto you, oh God, because you will use men and women as well as directly intervening. And we're saying, oh God, if we're meant to help, we want to help, and we will come alongside, and we will be like Ruth and all the other heroes in the Bible. So here we are, Lord, use us, equip us, Give us the confidence not to be afraid. Don't have us, oh God, question ourselves. And I pray above all, silence the lies of the devil. When he would tell us we're no good, we're not able. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. You are not the tail, you are the head. We are able, by the strength of our God, and so we want to unleash a revolution of kindness. A revolution, O God, of coming alongside and being a human paraclete under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Use us now, we pray, in Jesus' name. And one last time, the people of God said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for coming brothers and sisters, we so appreciate it. The band are going to play us out, I've gone a little over time, Forgive, actually don't forgive me, I'm not repentant. There you go, that's what happens when the Holy Spirit moves. The guys are going to play us out, thank you for joining us, coffee and tea downstairs, God bless you on Facebook and Instagram.